This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 820, and today we have good neighbor Jeff Boer, his company, Naples Mac Help. <laughs> Jeff, how you doing? Great today. Thank you, Charlie. Well, thrilled to have you, and from one Mac guy to another, it's great to know uh, you are in existence because I am definitely making a note of your company. Uh, uh, so far, so good with my Macs, but uh, let's get into uh, Naples Mac Help and what you guys are doing. Yeah, well, I am an Apple certified support professional. So uh, what I do is provide training and support to users of Apple products all over Naples, uh, Fort Myers, Estero, down to Marco Island. Used to be Sanibel, but I don't know what's happening with that now because mm. of the hurricane. But um, yeah, and I've been doing this uh, for 18 years full time. And basically, wow. there are a lot of people uh, in Southwest Florida that did not grow up with technology. You know, because there's a lot of older population here. So what happens is they retire, they move here, their grandkids give them an iPad or a laptop, and it's new to them because they always had a secretary, they always had someone doing this work for them, they never sent an email. So yeah, I visit people in their homes and businesses and help them get familiar with their technology. So that's what I do, and uh, I stay busy, so it's a good job, so... Wow. Now, do, do you get into uh, iPhones and stuff like that as well? or Yeah, iPhones, mostly... Apple Watches, uh, Apple oh, yeah, TVs, yeah. everything Apple makes I'm familiar oh, with. Oh, TVs, right, yeah. And comfortable with. Oh. So iPads, laptops, iMacs, Mac Pros, everything. I, I, I keep up with it all, and I take classes and get certified by Apple to do this. So, Wow. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's part of the story with technology nowadays. You know, we have all these devices, but... Uh, probably much like our brains, right? They say, uh, you know, we have this this monster computer, but we only use about 10% of it or whatever it is, 5%. And probably the same thing you, uh, and I'm curious what you find, but with our technology, whether it's an iPhone or or watches or whatnot, that, that most people only use a small piece of it because they just don't have the patience maybe to try to figure it out. Or need, yeah. What happens is most people... Uh... I'd say 90% of people just use email and internet. You know, yeah. they, they check their mail, they correspond with people, and then they do Google searches for recipes and restaurants and such. Yeah. And then you've got the other 10% that also have a lot of photos or music that they're involved in, you know, cataloging and making sure it's all sorted out. So I pretty much know everything about the computer system. So whatever your problem is, I can definitely help. But yeah, probably 90% of what 90% of people do is email and Google searches. So that's, (laughs) and usually there aren't any problems with that, but I can troubleshoot when there are. So, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you know, with, with, with all that you can do with, with the different devices, it sounds like a bummer, you know, that, yeah, you know, let, let's let's maximize this. And, and and now, do you do you find it you you get in and and maybe open the eyes of some of your clients? Like, hey, did you know you can do this and that? You know, it's probably the old I don't know what I don't know, right? Yeah. Well, the most thing that people don't know in my my experience is a simple thing that most of us take for granted, like copy and paste. Yeah. So I'm amazed at how big of a difference that makes when I show someone how to do it, and they've always heard of it, but they're afraid of it or they don't know they don't understand it. And once I show them, here's how you copy, here's how you paste, you know, boom, that's a real eye opener for a lot of people. And they're, they're thrilled with it. Yeah. 
Wow. Wow. And then do you go in and kind of connect all the different devices so they work together and things like that? Is Absolutely. That- yeah. People get a help with Wi-Fi set up with, a, you know, printer set up. Uh, so all the accessories that go with Apple yeah. and, uh, you know, getting online with uh, modems and routers and such. I do all that as well, as well as smart TVs. So it's, it's interesting because what I love about my job is I never have the same appointment twice. Yeah. You know, it's always yeah. something different. I'm not on an assembly line doing the same thing repeatedly. And uh, yeah. I drive a lot, but that's part of the job. So, yeah. Well, and, and so much better, too. I mean, we all have had the old phone support for various whatever, you know, different appliances or, or things that we get. And how, like, you know, it's like that person is always talking like, you know, three levels above our heads. You know, it's like. Exactly. They'll use the jargon and, and you're like, what is that? No idea, you know, and, and uh, they hang up and you get nowhere. So it's nice. You're lost, you yeah. yeah. And usually what I do with my training sessions is I always sit like in the back seat. So I'm a backseat driver. Mm. So I'll sit next to or b- beside the person that I'm helping and I say, okay, click here, do this, click here and do that. Because as you know, you don't learn anything through watching, you learn through doing So I have people do this right in front of me and I say, no, that's not how you do it. Click the command V to copy, command C to paste, you know, or command reverse that. But basically it's all uh, a learning curve. And like anything, whether it's bridge, mahjong, golf, the more you do it, the better you get. And it's not so much knowledge as it is comfort level. You know, people know they can do this stuff, but their comfort level is not high enough yet. So what happens is the more you do it, the higher your comfort level gets. And then it's not a resistance anymore. You know, everybody has that own resistance in them, especially as we get older. You know, you had a kid an iPad. They just go for it and they just start clicking things because when we're younger, we don't understand consequences yet. (laughs) When you get older, you realize, oh, if I hit that, what's going to happen? So we hesitate. So getting that comfort level up is what I do to get people comfortable with their technology so that they can use it more seamlessly. Love it. Love it. You know, and I'm, I'm just looking at some of the other things you do, uh, you know, the pre-purchase consultation, which is awesome, you know, because that was always a question I've had in the past. Uh, you know, we, we I've lost count the number of Macs I've purchased, but it's always, you know, you know, for, for my needs, for the business, the personal, you know, what size memory and speed and all that. Um, and then, you know, it's funny, a client yesterday, uh, we were just talking and, and I'll, have, I'll, I'll share your contact information. She's looking at migrating from a PC to a Mac, but she was just like lost as to how that would work and what is she going to miss on the PC side and all that. So, uh, right. Well, that's yeah. a funny thing because most people, uh, I have like couples that I help and, you know, the wife has a Mac and I'm dealing with her all the time. The husband has a PC. I don't know anything about PCs. I don't want to learn anything about them because they're whole different machines. But eventually, after he's been through his third Dell and she's on her same Mac, he says, you know what? I'm going to get a Mac. And what (laughs) I always tell people is it's like driving a car. You know, you've got a steering wheel. You've got a turn signal. You've got a brake. You've got an accelerator. You know, that's 90% of it. It's just getting used to the dashboard. You know, if you've been driving a Mercedes for 10 years and you get a BMW, well, the dashboard's different. The buttons on the steering wheel are different. But after three or four days driving, you're comfortable. And yeah. Apple makes it very easy to switch from an Android phone to an iPhone or from a tablet to an iPad or from a PC to a Mac. They, they have a built-in assistant tool that transfers everything over. Pictures, email, documents. Wow. 
It's just a matter of getting used to the interface because, as you know, the Mac has a little different interface than a PC. And once mm-hmm. you're once you're at the desk for three days, you're comfortable, and it was never an issue. So you've been doing this for 18 years. Tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you get into it? Yeah, well, it was funny because I went to college. Uh, I'm from Kentucky, and I went to college at Northern Kentucky University, and I was studying journalism and English there. And in the journalism and English department, they had Apple SE computers, and this was in 1986, and there were no Apple stores in 1986. Wow. No. So when you had to, when you had a problem with your computer, you had to take it to the university bookstores where you bought the computer. They'd mail it to California. Two weeks wow. later, you'd get the computer back. Well, I did that once. And the second time, I said, I'm going to figure this out. So I kind of had a knack for this. And then I was helping people, you know, in college on the side, you know, people would have problems with their computers. I would go over there and sort them out. And then after college, when I got into the workforce, I was always helping people nights and weekends because I kind of got a word of mouth reputation. I'd help one guy and then he'd tell his neighbor and they'd they'd tell her bridge partner. So it kind of started out slow and then grew. And then in 2004, uh, it really started interfering with my job. So I quit my job and started doing this full time. So I kind of turned a hobby into my career and I love it. So I, I meet interesting people and I never have the same appointment twice. Love it. Love it. That's great. So how about myths, misconceptions in your industry? What do you hear that you can speak to? Well, one of the big things that people think uh, is that Apple computers are more expensive. And when you look at the bottom line, you know, you're going to buy a computer. It's $1,200. And that's your cost for an Apple computer. Well, a PC might cost $600. Well, what happens is you buy the PC and you buy the Apple at the same time. Well, the PC, two years into it, gets a virus, and it decimates the hard drive, and you got to spend another $600 on a PC. And then two years later, a corrupt driver gets in the system. Something else happens. they got to throw it out and get another PCs. So in three or four years, you've spent $1,800 on PCs, $1,200 on an Apple that will still run for five or six more years. So the, the cost of ownership of an Apple is cheaper over time, and plus PCs need all this support. If you've got a PC, you're having to have someone there three or four times a year to put out fires. Whereas I don't have to put out any fires. People answer the door and they're smiling for me because I'm there to help them. Yeah. A PC guy comes to your door, you're already angry. Yeah. Because, because you have a problem that you can't figure out and you need a, a guy to fix it for you. So he's putting out a fire. So that's one thing about Macs that's a big myth. The other myth is that Apple's are pretty safe against viruses, which which is true in a way and true in not, because there are still no viruses for Macs. So a virus is a small program that gets into your computer and causes some damage. Well, nobody's really made any viruses for Apple computers because they still have less than 20% of the whole computer market. You know, PCs are still 82% of the market. Apple's only 17 or 18%. So they're not a big target for the bad guys that write these viruses. But what happens to Macs is you can still get web-based scams. You know, you turn on your internet browser, and this can happen on a Mac or a PC, and you see a box that pops up that says, your computer's infected, call this number to fix it. And, you know, those kind of things can happen on a Mac because they're on the internet. But there are no real viruses, but you still have to be cautious with an Apple computer 
and use common sense when a message pops up or an email comes in that says it's from Chase Bank and they want to verify your credit card number. You know, people are getting wise to that. But those kind of scam attempts are going to get worse before they get better because these guys are succeeding. Yeah. So you have to be cautious and and pay attention to what you see on your screen, whether you have a Mac or a PC or an iPhone or an Android, because these bad guys are constantly barraging us with attempts to separate us from our money. And a lot of times they're successful. So you just got to be cautious. Yeah. Good advice. Good advice. So how about outside of the Mac business? What are you doing for fun? Well, I, I, I try to get to the gym every morning to keep myself in shape. And then um, I've got a 12-year-old daughter and an 8-year-old boy. So that, that speaks for itself, I think, with activities yeah. and stuff in school. And then I read a lot of tech journals and listen to a lot of tech podcasts about Apple and the industry. And I also like to read a lot of uh, fiction. Uh, and I listen to a lot of audiobooks in my car when I drive between appointments. Yeah. So, And all that keeps me pretty busy. So, Wow. Well, so what comes to mind? You've been doing this for 18 years. You've been driving all over the place. Kind of your most unique experience. Uh, it may be something that you didn't really, you know, you were surprised when, when you got there. You had no idea or, or anything uh, come to mind. Yeah, well, one of the most unique things was I had a client that was in Naples, Florida, and uh, he asked me to come up to Boquilla Island which was out of my range of usual travel, but he was an existing client. So he said he had something up there he needed me to work on. So I got there and he was on a boat and he wanted me to set up Wi-Fi on his boat. And this was probably eight years ago. And the options for Wi-Fi on a boat are not what they are now because technology Mm. changes so fast. Now you could throw a Starlink on top of your boat and have internet anywhere in the world. But eight years ago, that didn't exist. So we had to rig up a elaborate cell phone tethering thing. And this was before cell phones had hotspots and it was still kind of shaky. So, you know, the time changes so fast with technology. And one of the interesting facts about technology that I've learned is that each year in technology is 15 human years. So people think, Oh, my dog is three. He's 21. Well, if your computer is three, it's 45. If it's six, it's 90. So that's one of the things (laughs) that people don't think about, but when you yeah. think about it, look at what's changed in medicine and computers in the past five or 10 years. And it just happens fast. So like now, if somebody came to me and I said, I need internet on my boat, I'd have an answer in two minutes. But this was an eight hour job finagling all this equipment together to try to make it work. And it was still shaky. So right. in eight years, the technology's totally changed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Okay. So then let's uh, take a look at hardship life challenge. I know one hardship that you don't have is being a PC owner. So that's good. But, you know, what comes to mind a period of time you're challenged, you get through it. And now looking back, you can say because of that, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Right. Well, the biggest thing was getting Apple certified. So for the first couple of years I was in business, I didn't really it was all uh, self-trained. You know, it was all stuff that I had read mm-hmm. and done. And that's how I was helping people. And then uh, a buddy of mine who I met through a client, I had a client that lived in Naples and she had a guy that was helping her in Pittsburgh, but he can't come to Naples. So he called me, he found me on the internet and called me and and introduced me to this new client. And he said, are you certified by Apple? I said, no, I've never done that. He says, you need to do that. You know? So in 2007, (laughs) I got my first certification and that's a 
a three-day class and an exam you have to take to keep up with the current Apple technology. And yeah. once I did that, I, I don't think it's made a difference in people calling me, but the business just went crazy. And because it used to be that Apple would list me on their website as a certified support professional, but they quit that about eight years ago and they because they want people in the stores. But if you've ever been to the um, Apple store in Naples right. and many other cities, it's not a lot of times a pleasant experience. No. So I come no. to your house where you've got your own printer, your own Wi-Fi, and it's a lot more convenient for most people than to haul things into the Apple store. I mean, it, it's gotten so insane. And maybe this is partly because of COVID. I, I don't know. I actually went to the Mac store to buy a computer cash in hand. I just needed a computer now for my business. Right. And they told me I couldn't do that. I had to, I had to make an appointment and I had to right. come back. I'm yeah. Like, and that was COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't even give them your money. <laughs> now, unfortunately, I, the, 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 they were kind enough to understand that I was in a situation with my company that we needed to replace a computer. Um, and, and they did allow me to buy it. But, but I, at first I thought it was, you remember can, candid camera, you know, from years right. ago, uh, I felt like, are you, are you, is this a You were being you set up. Me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Uh, COVID really, uh, I thought an interesting thing about the COVID epidemic was I thought I would do a lot more like zoom calls and remote calls for support. But I just had a lot of masks and people still wanted me to come because there's some of this stuff that you just have to be there to do, like setting up a printer. You cannot do that yeah. over Zoom. So I actually only had two clients that, that started out as Zoom clients that I'm now visiting in person. But yeah. the other 90% of my, 95% of my visits were still personal visits. So I was all masked up and I had gloves and everything that that were necessary then but now that things have calmed down and the vaccines are being you know more common i think that we can we're relaxing a little bit but you still have to be cautious yeah yeah uh, how about one thing you wish our listeners knew about naples mac help what would that be the biggest thing is have a backup for your computer you know um if you don't back it up you can't get it back and after this last storm we had with ian I had five or six computers that belonged to clients that were totally submerged in salt water. And two of them did not have backups. And the other three uh-huh. or four that had backups, they were submerged as well. So there's a good backup policy called the 321 backup policy. You should have three backups on two different kinds of data, and one should be off site. So basically, having a backup attached to your computer is great. But if something happens to your house or a, a lightning bolt strikes, you've lost everything. So there's a service. There's several services. Carbonite is a big one that advertises. But for Apple users, there's one called Backblaze that is really that was designed for Apple from the beginning. Uh, the best thing to look for with any backup policy is the ease of recovery. And I found over the years, Carbonite backs everything up but it's not so easy to get it back if it's a disaster on a mac but backblaze mm. is built for the mac and it just works so may you have a thousand backups and never need one is my motto now how does it differ from like uh, icloud well icloud is uh more of a syncing service it could sync okay. your photos usually your address book your calendar but you yeah. shouldn't really consider it a backup 
if you have desktop and documents turned on on iCloud, that's probably 90% of what you would lose in a backup. If you have your photos on the cloud. So there are cases where the cloud can probably get 90% of the stuff back, but it doesn't back up your downloads folder. It doesn't back up other places on your computer that you might have things. So the cloud backup, the automatic iCloud is a, is a good probably 75 to 90% of your stuff. But like I said, it won't do your downloads. It won't do other locations on your computer and it doesn't do your programs. Yeah. Wow. All the more reason to get you involved in making sure, you know, that in a situation like this, it's, it's what, I mean, I, I was even like second guessing, you know, after the fact, of the hurricane, oh my God, you know, are my insurance policies paid up or, or, or did I even renew my flood insurance? You know, just, just, just right. crazy stuff that, and, and when you have no power, no way to communicate it, like that stuff can drive you crazy until you. Well, yeah, you with, we were without power. internet for five days. And when you have yeah. an eight year old, a 12 year old, that's a real disaster. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, they can't get on YouTube or TikTok and that's a, a whole different can of worms. Uh, so, I know we have listeners uh, who want to get in touch, uh, want to learn more. Maybe you want to switch over from a PC to a Mac and so forth. What's the best way for them to uh, do stuff? Um, well, if you if you visit my website, which is NaplesMacHelp.com, uh, you can contact me through there. There's an email form. Um, my phone number's on the website. So NaplesMacHelp.com. And uh, that's the best way to do it. So what I usually do is have people, if I'm visiting for a service call or training, I, I always tell people to make a list of the things that they want to take care of. That way, when I get there, we have a common goal. I can make sure everything on the list is checked off before I leave. And then we might meet again in six months or a year. You know, I have a client I see every Wednesday. And I have some people I see, uh, you know, a couple of times a month or I might not see someone for three years. But when they need me, they call me, which is nice. Yeah. Wow. Well, good stuff. Well, Jeff, we wish you the absolute best going forward. And thanks for being a part of the show. Thank you, Charlie. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.